comedy groups, the puny group, and real estate. It's pun intensive. And welcome to Pun Intensive. We have a nice panel here today, similar to the one that we had last week. Actually, exactly the same as the one we had last week. Uh, Heim and Heim again, David Guggenheim, Halleck a job, Brownie, Gary Halleck, woman with two thirst games, Deanna James, don't call me William or Shirley, Bill Kreider, and me, A.A. Ronning the Show, Aaron Faisal. Welcome, everybody. Howdy. I want, I want to thank you for all the thought you put into those introductions. <laughs> My head is still reeling. For... <laughs> I have to write a lot of them. You know, I have to do a different one every single time. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So let's start with Zinger of the Week. The main idea here is that we are all expert punters. And so we say or hear some that we find especially amusing. So let's go ahead and go around the table, see who has something they want to share. Bill, did you have one? Yeah, this is not one that I actually used this week, but it's one that I thought of this week and came up with. It was uh, regarding a baker who went west in uh, 1849 to be a miner, and he actually made more money selling baked goods to the other miners. It seems that all he could get was the pie right. <laughs> what a fool. Uh... I guess you have to believe him. Uh, let's let's hear, your, hear yours, Gary. Well, I want to give you a near miss, okay? Or in my case, because my wife is involved, it's a near misses. Uh, this happened just this morning, actually. I was I was fixing to go out and do some errands, and I not not you, Aaron, but the, the other <laughs> hey, kind hey, the Ron. other kind of errands. <laughs> I was going to go out and do some errands, hey. and I I have I have a truck. She has a car and I have a, I have two sets of keys one with a truck key on it one with a car key on it so I went out the door grabbed the wrong set of keys and and went out there and said, oh came back in and I said to Chris I went for the wrong key and I was actually setting her up for what I would hope she would pick up on I went for the wrong key because she's in the church choir right I was feeding her the straight line for what I was sure or not, I was I was sure it wasn't going to work. I'm sure, but, but in, in a perfect world, I I uh, she would have res responded something like, "Well, I'm glad you're not singing in the choir with me, if you if you got on the, got off on the wrong key, you know." But uh, I love to do things like that, especially around punsters who are going to pick up on it. But occasionally, I'll try it with people that that might conceivably be able to pick up on it and, and go. But for the most part, I get disappointed. I get let down. All and these I, years I, around you, she knows better. Yes, yes. And, and then I have to finish it myself. You know, I can't, I can't just leave it hanging. I can't just leave it hanging and say, say, yeah, it's a good thing I'm not in your choir because I can't get the right key. My wife gets very annoyed, rightly so, when I come up with what I consider to be a perfect zinger, and I get no reaction whatsoever. It's like, maybe you didn't hear me. <laughs> but it turns out that if I say the same pun three times in a row, it doesn't get any better. So No, it, gets, oh, it gets, only gets worse. Yes, she usually, my wife usually says, uh, just save that for your people. <laughs> yeah. No, well, Chris does a, a defensive thing sometimes if I'm just kind of trying to rub a, a punchline in her face. 
you know, if I if I if I pulled a pulled a good one, and there was nobody there but her, you know, and she'll she'll make a sound, it, make a sound because she knows that I'm going to rub it in her face if, if she doesn't acknowledge it somehow. So she so she says, yeah, I, I got that, you know, just you know, just like uh huh uh huh uh huh. Okay, I see where you're going with that. She's not going to laugh. She's not going to give me the satisfaction of guffawing or laughing because it wasn't, in most cases, funny. But she was acknowledging it, and that's the best I can hope for. I've been married 42 years. we got a system. Wait, wait. You've been married 42 years, and the pun-off is having its 42nd. I didn't know about the correlation there. Uh, that's very, very... Surely the correlation, yes. It's the answer to life. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. And, and the universe the and everything. everything. <laughs> but of course, it also raises the question, if a pun falls on deaf ears and nobody groans, is it still annoying? It is. And it takes a lot of intestinal <laughs> fortitude to be married 42 years. It's, it's too bad because we need more annoyings. More annoyings? <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Zingerland. <laughs> so, so Gary, there, uh, uh, your joke actually kind of just leads right into my my nephews took their first trip out of the country and caught my dad on the phone driving my nephews and uh, my sister and her husband to the airport so they could go up to Canada on a choir trip. So, of course, I had to ask them pre-flight while they're all excited and have the jitters in the car. I said, you do know, I said, what key, this is really important because you're going to Canada. What key is the national anthem written in? It took them a while. It's taken me a while. Gary already knows the answer. It's in the key of A. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was written in the Francis Scott key. That was where I was going, was uh, the Francis Scott key. What, what, what do you mean the key that's of That's even better. <laughs> yeah, the key of A. Yeah, well. A. Well, the Cana- that'd be the Canadian national anthem. That's what. That's what yeah. she said. That's what we were at. Yeah. Okay. It's funny because I, I never thought of this as a pun, but of course it is. Uh, when I was very young, I remember watching Rich Little, and he had a joke about, uh, you know, they say a all the time. They even do it in the spelling of their name, C A N A D A, and again. I thought that was hilarious, and I use it all the time. I never get a reaction. <laughs> no one thinks it's that's a good stuff. You didn't even get one here. <laughs> uh, David, you have something to share? Well, last week, Gary and a bunch of the people who get together and read Del Henry stories to each other were doing a play in a chapel in a cemetery over on the east side of town. I looked out the window and there was a gravestone just right near the chapel and it was for a family with the surname wells and i realized all these people are near to wells (laughs) all's wells that ends wells it's a deep subject (laughs) i i guess shaft to be there you know, you know, if you have two mind two mind shafts together, right? You have uh, simultaneous orgasms. <laughs> Wait, was that David? <laughs> Dave, Dave. Is that David's joke? That's David. Oh, that was a throw. That was a throwback. No, talk about talk about dated though. <laughs> Wait, what? Talk about dated. <laughs> Forty-two years ago, when I dated my wife. No. Later in the program, you were going to talk about uh, puns that, that don't have don't that don't age well, uh, no 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 shelf life. Years ago, in the early '80s, when AIDS became on everybody's mind, 
And, and before they started calling it AIDS, it was acquired immune deficiency syndrome. This is another throwback, talking about my wife in the choir. She, kept, she, she and my mom were in the, in the choir together, and, and they kept bugging me to join the choir. And, and I said, said, no, I can't join the choir because I have immune to choir deficiency syndrome. Which was really funny to me at the time, <laughs> but nobody uses that uses that term anymore. So that one's lost to the ages. Well, I can't wait till we get to that yeah. segment. In fact, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and take a break, and then I think we're going to start off with that game. I think Gary gave us a good lead-in uh, to the next game. It is puns that don't age well. I, I was actually thinking of this game because in the mid-90s, um, I was in a comedy troupe. We were trying to come up with a name. And you know what's funny? I can't even remember what we ended up calling ourselves. But <laughs> what I vividly remember is that... Um, uh, a very popular, we almost called ourselves the Branch Comedians, and we deliberately decided not to do that because... Whoever heard of the Branch Davidians? Yeah, we, right. well, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe in, 19, what was it, 1994, something like that, but then after that... I think it was in 92. I worked for the video division of a large the Japanese company, and the, you know, the leader of that cult was David Koresh. So I called our division David's Branch to Video. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so again, that's very clever, but uh, it's not going to play with anyone who's under 40. Neither do I. <laughs> There's also very the sad circumstances. Are we back on mattresses? <laughs> <laughs> that was last week. So, so my point, and, and, and here's really my concept. Uh, my thinking on this, since everyone around this table is smarter than your average Joe, I figured that you can actually come up with some old references, you know, deep pulls. And, uh, 23 skidoo. And we got <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even get that. I so. love being smarter than a cup of coffee. <laughs> Uh, so, with that said, what I'm actually looking for are suggestions as to what we should have called ourselves. Examples were Savings and Grown, The Scandalous Improvisers, The Free Pot Dome. Oh, your, your improv group, the, uh -huh. what you should have called your improv group. And, you're, and eventually you're going to tell us what you did call themselves, right? Uh, no, I forgot. I can't remember. So, they were the unforgettable. So it was forgettable. It had something to do with a cow, but I can't remember what it was. I remember we had a t-shirt. And the, and the cow said, ha. <laughs> I, I cannot remember. Maybe it was the chick fil -O's. Ah. In the 90s, it would have been how Dow brown cow. Yeah. Is that, what was that from? Well, how you know, brown cow? You know uh, trivia teams are, uh, are always coming up with names for trivia teams, and they, and they change them. Even the same people get together, and they have a new team name every time, and they usually make it something topical, you know like some celebrity that died lately or, or something that's in the news, and they always come up with and usually punny names. Which is exactly what I was thinking of. So uh, I came up with um, uh, Savings and Grown, The Scandalous Improvisers, uh, Free Pot Dome Dealers, <laughs> and Ollie Northern Lights. Uh, so again, the, the, I'm sure everyone here gets those, but may not think it's, you know, the, the younger people probably wouldn't. What are you going to say, Deanna? Nothing. She I doesn't just get any of them. <laughs> I just have my eyebrows up. <laughs> so if y'all were doing slapstick comedy, you could call yourself the Buster Keisters. Yeah. 
Roman Hollandaise. Is that because it's a pun on a movie? And it doesn't age well. If you have to ask, it didn't <laughs> age well. How about Joe Namath that tune? <laughs> How about Flockacy Goals? It doesn't work. Well, <laughs> Never mind. It didn't. It sounded better in my head. I, I, I hate it when that happens. Or how about Jonathan Livingston Flock of Seagulls? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I guess you have your A-goals, your B-goals, and your C-goals, and that's where I was going, but it didn't work so well. Actually, if you guys were fans of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you could be the uh, infinite improbability drive. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a totally different topic, but that's great. No, I, I'm mm -hmm. going to write that down. Or, or how about, welcome back, Jimmy Carter. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one. Dino Mike. <laughs> Wait, no, that's a different. That's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about Boys Do Men? Okay. okay <laughs> Puny List, we, we still play uh, puns on the Yahoo group, our uh, P-U-N-Y, puny, at yahoo.com or whatever it is. Uh, somebody made a, somebody was t uh, doing plumbing jokes or something, and they came up with the old one about uh, studying ancient Egyptian plumbing. Uh, I'm a pharaoh's faucet major. <laughs> and, and, th and, then he, and then he stopped and says, says for, for you folks that are under 30 or whatever, uh, as though there's anybody on a Yahoo group that's under 30. <laughs> under 90. <laughs> He, he felt obliged to explain that it was a pun on Farrah Fawcett Majors. And, and I thought, oh, God, how old am I that, that we have to stop and explain who she What, has she been dead like six, seven years, maybe? You know there's a P-U-N-Y on Facebook also, facebook.com slash puny. Yeah, nobody over yeah. 30 is on there. Oh, yeah. We did uh, plumbing as a topic a while back also, and... If they did it first on the Yahoo group and then did it on Facebook, we had a vowel movement. Fifty years ago, there was Hemisphere '68 in San Antonio. And hemisphere was a hemisphere was a pun on hemisphere. And we have nothing to hemisphere but hemisphere itself. And hemisphering not coming up with a pun. And hemisphere in love and war. Well, the 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 weird thing is, you know, the stuff that doesn't have a long shelf life, it isn't because time marches on because you know Shakespeare timeless uh, the Beatles timeless uh, so many things that are way older than Farrah Fawcett majors uh, are, are still on the tip of people's tongues and they're going to catch the, the, the cultural reference uh, even when I made the, one, the quip about bust your keister did you did you pick that up of course yes yeah. okay Buster yeah, yeah. But I suppose there's a mathematical formula that you could use, you know, like how long was something popular versus how long ago was it popular? Because, you know, boys to men or what, what uh, new kids on the block, uh, every, every two or three years is another pop sensation group, you know, and, the, and kids of that generation, they'll remember that. But we adults just like shrug it off when they play it on AM. Sometimes. It just goes up in the uh, price of Monet. Well, it doesn't like last long. If it doesn't last it long if it's uh, if it's uh, Banksy and, and he runs it through the shredder. <laughs> or you can Banksy the Monet that it takes to buy the gas to make the Van Gogh. I I I just think that uh, some music is timeless, some art is timeless, and some of it's very ephemeral. And Gary was saying that 
probably have some mathematical formula to determine how long something's going to last and how and I don't think that there is a mathematical formula because some memes come back time after time and some don't some music and some art lasts forever yeah, and like some the, doesn't like that famous chef if ephemeral Lagazzi, he's still around right? yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, you know Michelangelo's art is still around and uh, Mozart's music is still around but I doubt that some of the art that's being produced now is going to last long and I doubt that some of the music produced now is going to last long and puns have been around but individual puns come and go uh, there there are many puns in ancient literature there was one of the oldest ones that I know about but there are older ones one of the oldest ones I know about was that in Latin the, the word for son and uh, for pig was very similar and someone made the pun that it was safer to be his pig than to be his son and it was just a a, a switch on boy that was a real knee slapper i'll bet yeah <laughs> in was, those days well because harold were you, killed were some you of, there bill harold killed some of his sons but he wouldn't kill a pig because he was half jewish and and it was you know it was considered quite a funny joke at the time like pig um, me pig me yeah pig me um well, but so puns have been around for quite a long time and and uh well, there are a lot of. There are puns in the Bible. There are puns in ancient, all kinds of ancient literature. One of my favorite biblical puns was uh, the first time medicine was mentioned in the Bible. God gave Moses two tablets. There you go. Of course, that <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work in Hebrew. Well, <laughs> no. The the actual puns in the the pun that you most often hear cited from the Bible is that Jesus says to to Peter, "You're my rock. Right. That, you know, on this rock, you will I will build my church." And Peter, Petra. It means rock. rock, right? And and that, and that was you know subtle a subtle pun, but he gets credit for that. And uh, you know things like in the big inning when the first mention of baseball is in Genesis in the big inning. Well, okay, that's that's a pun you put there. That is that wasn't one God put there. Yeah, yeah. it's still a great one. That's I I I, <laughs> I was what twelve maybe, uh, and and read that in uh, an old John Kelso column. <laughs> so how about this one? Which yogurt is the best? The plain, the plain. Okay. <laughs> you play that game over? You play? No. You don't know what I'm talking about. Tattoo. Okay. <laughs> or, or how about the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat? Yeah. <laughs> that, that is... Um, Again, a childhood memory. I watching that every Saturday morning, and uh, and I thought that was hilarious. With Howard Cassell coming to you live with Dan. <laughs> now that is kind of an interesting thing too. You know, I used to love to watch comedians that did impressions, and people. The, the, you know, the go-to was things like Ed Sullivan. Does, does anybody do Ed Sullivan anymore? Does anybody do Howard Cosell anymore? Does anybody do uh, Jimmy Cagney anymore? <laughs> it's like... First puns also that I ever heard was somebody impersonating Ed Sullivan, and he helped, took his uh, footwear off and said, we have a really big sham here tonight. <laughs> and as a child, I heard that gag, and I thought, What's what's about that? You know, who, who's this guy with a really big shoe? Right. I don't. <laughs> well, the first pun, the first pun I remember hearing, and not and not knowing that it was a pun because it was actually the first joke I remember retelling. Um, what has four wheels and flies? A garbage truck. Everybody 
laughed when they heard it. And so I laughed along with it. And I thought, that must be what a joke is about. And so I went ahead and retold it. And I got laughs when I retold it. But I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. That reminds me of, uh, I, and I was a little older. I was in the eighth grade. And my, my best friend, Colby, said, uh, Aaron, what do you get when you cross a rhinoceros and an elephant? And I said, I don't know. And he, and he said, an elephino. Well, I thought that was just a dumb word. <laughs> and so, and, and, and it was silly, right? You know, so, okay, I'm, I'm totally into that. So I would tell that joke to people, an elephino, you know, and, and they were like, ah. uh, And then, of course, um, one day when I was in high school, I told it to my German teacher, Mrs. Moore, Miss Moore, and, uh, uh, <laughs> and I said, what do you get when you cross a rhinoceros and elephant? And she said, elephino, to which my response was, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it finally dawned on you. <laughs> um, I had a brother-in-law, my, my oldest sister's husband, who was quite a bit older than me, and he used to pun on road signs when he'd be driving, and I was a fairly young kid, and I'd be riding with him, and he would pun on road signs, and he was, he was hilarious. He was a great punter, and uh, some of his puns I remember to this day. And it, but they're not very dated, but they, they go back a ways. For example, he would say, uh, he would say things, that, that it wasn't always a road sign. For example, he'd say, what's that on the road? A head? <laughs> or he'd go, he'd see a sign that said historical marker ahead, and he'd say, oh, there's a hysterical monster ahead. Uh, yeah. it, which is stretching the pun, but it, yeah, it kind of works. We used, to, we used to do that. The, that that guy Clarence that always always uh, wrote on the over, overpasses how tall yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah Cl Clarence is twelve feet eight inches. My version of that is Aggie jokes, right? Or you know they're called blonde jokes or whatever. Um, and moron uh, jokes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> the first joke, the first two jokes I ever learned were puns, and one of them was an Aggie pun. What was it? Yeah, let's hear it. It's. It, it was meant for about a three-year-old, so <laughs> where do the Aggies keep their armies? <laughs> Up their sleeveys? <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, as a that's toddler, <laughs> I thought that was amazing. As a 45-year-old man, I think that's pretty great. Um, anyway, Colt, I... Colt 45. The, the <laughs> um, I... Whenever we go cross country, there are a lot of signs that say crossover. And so I thought it'd be funny to tell an Aggie to, you know, just follow the signs to cross over Texas. And it's especially funny because it shows two arrows going left and right. So I don't know. There's something funny in there. Um, not, top, not on topic. And then By the way, what is the most popular street name in Texas? Frontage Road. <laughs> I always wondered who that Mr. Frontage was that they named so many roads after. And the Aggie that was driving his friend to the airport, and he saw the sign that said airport left, so he turned around and went, went yeah. to the bus station. <laughs> and then he saw the uh, sign, speaking of dated from the 70s, he saw a sign that said waterbed, so he did. <laughs> Wet pavement, so he did. <laughs> Wet pavement. <laughs> it's like me when I tried to go to a moving sale, and every time I got there, it was gone. I had the same problem with the stationery store. I have a problem with that big box store that's a moving target. I was not moved. That, that's one thing, too, is that I find many punsters get a, a lot of humor out of taking things literally. What about the great big ones? Kleptomaniac. <laughs> the great big one? Kleptomaniacs get a lot what? of a lot of 
fun out of taking things literally. He said many. He said many <laughs> punsters. Is it a pun game that uh, Aaron and I did for the exhibit at the O'Hare uh -huh. Museum? Was interactive. That to me is an example. People have sent that to me for years when they know I like puns about uh, kleptomaniacs. Take things literally, and that's not a pun. It's wordplay, but not a pun. It's like I used to be hooked on brake fluid, but I can stop anytime. The baseball I, kept getting bigger. Yeah, I wonder why the baseball yeah, kept right. getting bigger and bigger, and suddenly yeah. it hit me. I taught. I taught a pooty cat. Or, or or this one. I did. I did. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, these uh, these things make their way around the it's interweb. So I stayed up all night wondering where the sun had gone. Then it dawned on me. So we've gone into some 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 prime examples now of non puns that people pass around as. Puns. Okay, what if I said I couldn't remember Tony Orlando's name, but then it dawned on me. There you go. Talk about a dated pun. <laughs> there we go. Let's talk about dated puns. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. It's I not a dated pun. I want to I go Well, back. they probably dated at one point. No. I couldn't, I couldn't find my hat anywhere, and then I discovered it was on my head. It just dawned on me. There, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Okay. That's there and there and lies the pun. Yeah. At the risk of taking this segment even further, there also is the question of, is there such a thing as a new pun? We keep reworking the same concepts and the same words into different, slightly different puns. And I contend that there are new puns created from new words or, or entirely new applications of words, the most common being the names of movies or the names of bands or something like that, where they've taken a word like cream not, I'm dating myself now, but the word the word cream was the name was the name of a popular band in the '60s, right? And and so there was a lot of jokes going around about so and so got creamed or the, or lactose intolerant or you know you can make you can make up your own stuff, but but if you make a pun about the band named Cream and it's a dairy related pun, is that a new pun? because you're punning now about the name of a band or you're punning about the name of a car or the name of a movie or something like that. Does that really qualify as a new pun because it is a new application of the, of the old pun on a, on a new use of the word? Well, what if you well, said, because of mad cow disease, all cream was banned? There you go. That's a, that, probably that, the pun a new is on the word banned. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now I'm okay. not well, it's, a, it's a reference to that. But the, the point I'm making is that that the only way that you're going to have an actual new pun is if it's if it's applied to a new word, uh, or or, well, like, I, or like my example a while ago, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, immune to choir deficiency syndrome. That that's actually a four way pun there because I've, I've punned on all four of those words and yet it never had been a phrase until the 1980s or, w or whenever they came up with that phrase. So I'm punning on that phrase. I'm making a whole different phrase. So that truly was a new pun. Well, Gary and I have talked many times about any joke or my theory is any joke that can be made either has or will because, for example, the word minor in the sense of someone who digs for ore virtually the same way as minor, someone under 18 years old. Or minor so key. the joke, obviously, of somebody walking into a bar with a light on their hard hat, we don't serve minors here, that's right. a joke that 
somebody had to make, and somebody probably on the other side of the world thought of the same joke. No, because they, they may speak not speak English. speak English. <laughs> right. And this is the thing, is that language changes so much and context changes so much that, you know, we have no way of knowing if the pun has ever been made before or not. And at some point, the pun is truly original. Somebody comes up with it. But unless they write it down and distribute it, we have no way of knowing if we're the first to think of it. All that we know is that we never thought of it before, and we hope that we haven't heard it before, and now we're judging it up from our subconscious from something we read 20 and, years ago. And in your case, you're taking the elements, uh, the, I, the pyrite and the, and the minor and everything, you're taking the elements that obviously have been punned on before and assembling them into what you hope is a better construction than what's been done before. Right. Uh, so your construction, of course, is new, just like every, anybody that writes a book is going to use the words that are in the dictionary. So every book that's ever been written is in the dictionary. You just got to assemble the words, right? So, right. so well, every song has the same notes. Right. My son's a musician. I mean, he's a plays in an orchestra. And I've heard him make the statement that, well, every music that's ever going to be written has been written. And I said, well, that's patently absurd because there's new music being written all the time maybe every musical phrase if you cut it down to you know like four note combination maybe every four note combination has been written but you just look at all of the massive amounts of new music that are being written every day and it's it's infinite we, we constantly hear about lawsuits in the uh, news where uh, a band is being sued for a phrase, a musical phrase out of a song, not the verbal, but the uh, lyrics, the uh, just a little passage of notes. Right. Led Zeppelin is being sued for, I forget, is it a whole lot of love by Argent? And we're talking about bands from the well, 60s. Talking about ancient the, dated references. Exactly. Is this lawsuit just now coming up? Yes. <laughs> Supreme Court is really backed up. But but you can also find reference. Supremes. There's another ancient reference. Well, there's a, well, another one to me that was just obvious, and i surprised I haven't found anyone else. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is referred to as the notorious... Uh, RBG. Well, that somebody asked on Facebook, who's going to replace her? I said the notorious CMYK. I like it. goes all back to the question, has every pun that's been done, that can be done, been done? And I would say no. Who's but been? even if it has it's been, been done and it may be original to us. Been done and sh been done, shown us all. Uh, well, I'll just throw this in there. There's, there's a concept in our if I'm, I'm not misremembering, I think it's called parallel thinking. And so it's very common for comedians to come up with the same joke and that kind of thing. It's not that they necessarily stole from each other, but... Uh, and inventors they, to invent the same thing at the same time. Well, and that's yeah, really common. Late years ago, when I was a kid, I could predict what Jay Leno, Johnny Carson... Yeah, right, because they... Yeah, low-hanging fruit. ...by reading the headlines right. of the day. It's kind of obvious if you have a guy in the news whose name is Sessions... They're going to pun or they're going to joke on the sessions. Mm -hmm. It's kind of obvious if... Uh, no, they mostly joke about Keebler elves. If it's topical, somebody else is probably thinking the exact same. Murphy's Law. You know what Murphy's Law is, don't you? I do. It's when you take an Irish stout and pour it in <laughs> you have Murphy's Law. <laughs> Murphy's Law says anything that can go wrong will. Well, obviously, because if it couldn't, it didn't. Did the tree fall in a forest? 
and make a funny pun. And with that, we're going to take a brief break. This is a game that I know is going to work because it always does. It's the famous pun slingers game. Um, I don't think I really need to tell you guys what the rules are, but the short version for the listening audience is that I will give you a topic and you will come up with cues and make puns off of those. It's normally done one-on-one. In this case, we're going to have one team against one team. Gary and Deanna are going to be on the first on one team, and David and Bill are going to be on another one. With that said, the topic is real estate. We have at least three people here who know a lot about real estate and me, who I don't really know much about anything in the, at all, so all of these are hard for me. Uh, so I will let the first idea go. Did you really state that the topic was going to be all about real estate? My grandfather died and left, him, left me all his fly fishing equipment. I had a real estate. Yeah, I heard he still did. Uh, so, uh, sorry, what business are you in, Deanna? I'm, I'm just curious. I'm a realtor. Okay. <laughs> This is too close to home. Home? <laughs> Not a Did pie. you say home? <laughs> I do need to home my skills. Thank you. I just got a freebie there. I appreciate it. If if you're thinking about buying some uh, some uh, property in Swampland, you might want to check with a real estate upraiser. Sometimes you just have to tell t- people to say bye-bye to their house. You know, it's a good thing if you have a house that's got lots of closets because they come in handy when you're ready for clothing. Indeed. Can we go to the auction where they were uh, selling off bathrooms because I thought it was a good bid day. We just changed the clocks last night, so I appreciate everyone's tired. I like a house that's got lots of gizmos and hardware and interesting things to look at, like in the, the temperature uh, temperature sensors and stuff. Uh, so I, I always check check uh, to get make sure I get more gauges. That's a long way around. But your face though is priceless. Though <laughs> he just died inside. <laughs> even I didn't. Even I didn't buy that one. I used to have a great imagination, but now I'm more in a realist state. Abstract that one. You know, I was thinking that this woman I know named Ellie was looking at pictures of houses, and she was had her back to me. And I was thinking, which direction is Ellie facing? You know, I, I uh, was going to buy this one house, but uh, uh, it was in really bad shape. It had, I think... Five or six rec rooms. Rec rooms. It was in really bad shape. Oh. <laughs> oh, my drama teacher used to really emphasize to us elocution, elocution, elocution. And then she died by elocution. <laughs> Did she do that on every location? Real estate puns, there must be a lot more of them. <laughs> You know, if you can make so much money in real estate, why do they call them a broker? Invariably, if you uh, tried too hard to think of a real estate pun, 
you'll get an acre or two. I'm really glad we could address this topic. I mentioned earlier that my that my wife uh, doesn't appreciate my wordplay all that much, and and uh, so every time I come home, I come home to a no pun house. <laughs> That's my favorite so far. <laughs> so I, my uh, house had some problems with the foundation, and I had a real estate agent come over and asked him to fix it, and she had to explain to me that I had, was misunderstanding what a listing service did. So she wouldn't level with you? I overheard your eaves were dropping, too. <laughs> Somebody slabbed him. <laughs> Well, I actually wanted a Chinese uh, realtor because there was a large Asian community in the neighborhood, but I was mistaken that it was actually a Japanese community. But anyway, in the end, I foundation realtors oh. worked well. Well, if you need to put on a, more shingles, a good roofer is what you're after. In rehabbing a house, I find that walls well that ends well. That's pretty exciting. Actually, rehabbing a house is a painful experience. You know, the judge's house had a gravel roof. When windows are, are happening, then you might have to go outdoors. I find that hiring uh, someone to work on your pipes and things is plumb difficult. Well, why are you messing with a plumber? You should call an electrician. <laughs> I called an HVAC guy. He shouted, duct. <laughs> Did he walk like a duct? That's a wise quack. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to sell my house in the quickest way possible, but I found that that wasn't an auction. You know what grows in a palace? Crown molding. You know, my, my doctor lives in a really nice house. It's a bedside manor. Mine is very, very small. It's a two-door manor. You know what I think about these? I, I just, I don't give a flip. All right, well, with that then, I will give the scores. David has a point, and Bill has a point, and Gary has a point, but my point is that Deanna definitely won with one million points. <laughs> so congratulations. We're, we're going to wrap this up when we come back from the break, so stick around. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. Again, I want to thank Deanna and David and Gary and Bill for joining us this evening. I, I want to plug the O. Henry Punoff, David, the producer of the Punoff this year and last year and the year before, right? This is your third year? This will be my fourth year. A fourth? Really? Wow. Time flies. Like an arrow. Like a banana. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. So uh, tell us when, where, how, why. May 11th, Rush Square behind the O'Henry Museum, which is also behind the Susanna Dickinson Museum, which is in front of the Hilton Hotel, which is in front of the Austin Convention Center. And nobody really knows why. It starts at, uh, <laughs> the music starts at 11, the pun-off starts at noon. We should also plug some of the online puny sites and games. Uh, Gary, do you want to go over those? 
uh, I don't know the actual URL for it, but if you are into Yahoo groups, and why shouldn't you be? Yahoo groups has uh, the longest surviving uh, word game uh, group ever. Uh, we've been going for, God, 20-something years on Yahoo groups. It's P-U-N-Y, Punsters United Nearly Yearly. Find it. If you know Yahoo groups, you can find it. And the same group and a lot of the same people are also on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash P-U-N-Y slash some more. You'll find it. We, we play uh, topic-driven puns at least once a week uh, with a new topic posted uh, weekly, sometimes strongly. And, uh, and anytime in between, if anybody wants to play something, they can post things there uh, or they can listen to our podcast. So thank you guys for coming uh, this evening. This was really an awful lot of fun. Uh, and I bid you adieu. We'll see you all next time. Adieu.